Hi guys, and welcome back to the Low Budget Bitches. This episode, we're talking all things Bravo, Housewives, and Summer House. How are you, Amon? I'm doing very well on this lovely Sunday afternoon. Um, you know, just relaxing at home. What about you? Same here, enjoying um, another Sunday. Uh, I don't have work tomorrow, so every day feels like a Sunday. I love that for you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so let's get into it. Let's start with Atlanta. This episode, we're starting back with the dinner scene where Portia, she's not in a praying mood. And I can totally understand. Miss Kenya is being messy boots and is trying to like figure out who had sex with a stripper. And it's like, ugh, who cares, Kenya? Who cares? You know, in this situation, it's it's really like Portia's come really far because in the past seasons, we've seen that Portia has really lashed out, um, unfortunately, in violent ways when, you know, something really bad happens with somebody on the trip or, you know, just even like verbally just like fighting. But Portia really took like the the high road in this route. Like, you know, she was just like, I am not even going to be bothered with this energy I'm just going to stay quiet and leave because I don't like care to even comment on this tomfoolery today. Exactly. And it's like good for her. Um, mm-hmm. What I don't understand though, when they were all having this like confrontation is Latoya. Like at first she was questioning Drew, like, were you in the room with the stripper? Da, 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 da. And then she gets mad at Kenya for asking the group who was with the stripper. So I'm like, Latoya, like, what's your deal? Are you really that obsessed yeah. with Drew? Yeah, she's a little bit of like a flip flopper, and I just don't know what direction like she's trying to go in because, just like you said, like she's like questioning people, just like Kenya was, but then she like is then questioning Kenya why Kenya's so like invested and interested. I feel that Drew, I mean, sorry, not Drew, Latoya, um, she's getting like. You know, she's still figuring out ways. And I feel like in every different situation, she's still like, you know, wondering like, what side should I be on? What is a proper team to be on? It just, it's hard. And it feels like she kind of put herself into this hole where she's like only on Kenya's side because like she started fighting with Drew at the beginning of the season and like during this trip and stuff. So I don't know how it's going to play out. Yeah, same. And, um, Another player, Miss Tanya. Miss Tanya time. She really she really screwed the pooch on this one. She decided to say that she was with Portia all night long. And I mean, everybody kind of knows that Portia was the one who was with the stripper. So it's kind of just like, ooh, Tanya, I think you were trying to save Portia by saying you were yeah. with her. But it really backfired. Yeah, she was being a really good friend and trying to, like, be an alibi for Portia. But um, unfortunately, like, it kind of screwed her over. Uh, yeah, it was, it's unfortunate. She really put herself into that mess. I know. And, I mean, after we're back in Atlanta, and I think it's kind of funny that they all say, you know, whatever happens in the dungeon stays in the dungeon. But every single person, like, tells their friend or like their significant other what happened in the dungeon we got drew telling her husband we got candy telling don juan which i mean i love don juan so it's like 
it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like it's it's acceptable to tell your partner, I guess, because like it is a situation involving a stripper, and you know, like if you want to be transparent to your partner, I guess that's like always great. But telling your friends and other people about it, I feel like that's where like the the line comes in. I mean, obviously, Don Juan knew about it because he was the one that was organizing the stripper bolo um, and his arrangements and stuff like that, but. Yeah, it really just did not stay in the dungeon. And I feel bad for some of the girls because I feel like some of them were actually naive and thought like, you know what, like if we're not filming anymore and we all made a pact to each other that we're all going to like, you know, like do whatever we need to during this night and be quiet about it. And now it's all coming out. Like it's kind of like they're naive, but then it's kind of like, you know, they did all have like a pact. So it's like it was kind of, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean... On the one hand, I do wish for, you know, the girls that they could have their privacy and have fun. But at the same time, this is great for us because we need to know the juicy gossip that happened on these trips, especially since they are on a reality TV show. I do agree with you. It is what it is. We just need to be involved in every single piece of details of what they're doing. Exactly. We just need to we need to see it to believe it. Um, one thing that I was like, why is he on my screen again? Ralph. Drew telling Ralph everything that happened and then him being like, well, what else happened? Like, tell me more. Even though she literally told him everything. Yeah. And then, you know, it goes back to the Tampa thing and he, he's just got to be a fucking condescending prick. And he's just like, the details you want are stupid. Bitch. Yeah, he is just, um, I don't know. I personally don't know if I could have, if I could stay with somebody who wouldn't tell me details of what, where they went or started avoiding it too much because then I would be like, okay, so you for sure cheated on me because if you're not telling me information, then that makes me like, you know, think of the next worst possible situation. So like, I don't know. I feel bad for Drew because I'm just like, she has kids with this man and their family and a lot of things are perfect in their relationship. But like, this is a huge thing that it's like, you have to be upfront and honest and it's not a stupid thing that I'm asking for. It's I'm asking for actual details. Exactly. And it's like, even if he wasn't cheating, it's like, then what's the, what's the big deal about telling her what hotel you were at? Are you doing drugs? Like, what are you doing? What kind of nefarious things are you doing that is so secretive that you can't even tell your wife he was 1000 percent cheating on her i know he probably has a family down there (laughs) honestly i wouldn't be surprised right i really wouldn't be surprised i know and then i mean even ralph when um drew was at porsche's house he kept calling her and like where are you like bitch she went to the grocery store where else do you think she would be like along the way? Like, why are you so concerned? Yeah, that was a little strange. Like, hello, she told you she's going to the grocery store. Why do you need to know where she is? Yeah, I think like a text message is fine to ask to somebody like, oh, like, I know you've been out like for a while. Like, you know, what's up? Like, are you okay? Or whatnot, but, like, calling somebody multiple times, that's a little ridiculous. I know. I'm surpri- I'm actually surprised. I didn't know that, like, um, Drew and Portia, they lived, like, eight minutes away. 
after Drew like moved to her new house. Yeah, I feel like Atlanta is like one of those um, states slash like you know uh, franchises where I just don't understand the geography of where anyone I lives, know. and it I don't even bother to learn or anything. Same. I feel I'm like with like, other yeah with other cities and franchises, it's like kind of easy to understand um, where things are, where people live relative to each other. But like Atlanta, it just seems like they all just live like all over the place because they're also always like so late to each other's events, and I'm assuming that's because exactly. of also traffic. Exactly. Now I think about it, I'm just like, they probably all live, like, at least, like, an hour away from each other. Like, some of them, Most at least. likely. Most likely. Yeah, because, I mean, Lake Bailey, that shit is probably far. And then Kenya, she's in, like, the woods. <laughs> yeah, Chateau Charest is nearby her, though. Can't, I still can't believe that they were, ended up, like, being neighbors or something, right? Yeah, they could, like, walk into each other's, like, backyards or something. Wild. Wild. Oh, Miss Kenya. <sighs> Poor Kenya. I mean, I do feel bad, but at the same time, I'm just like, this is karma. She gets served with divorce papers from the one and only Mark Daly. I don't know how much I believe of, like, everything that she was saying about, like, oh, he sent me love songs, and <laughs> he sent me a playlist, and it just, like, kind of, like, basically, oh like, the, the lyrics of the songs, it, like, in, like, uh, basically, uh, kind of recommends <laughs> that. He wanted to get back to Grover with me, and it's just like Miss Kenya. And then, like, let's and then the not. lawyer laughed at her. The lawyer yeah. laughed. He was like, "That what? was hilarious." The lawyer was just like, "He is playing you, child." Like, I know, and he was just like, "Well, if he sent these love songs, that's a little strange because I just got these papers two days ago," and I was just like, yeah. "Um, okay." And a confusing thing for me is Mr. Mark Daly, uh, Mr. You can take everything that I have. I'll build, I'll build it up again. Wants yeah. alimony. He wants alimony from Kenya. Yeah. Like I thought he was a really successful uh, restaurateur in New York City. Like what happened to that, sir? I mean, COVID, I but like still it's like, I'm sure you can still make money some way, somehow. Or, like, if you're so rich, like, don't you have a lot of money saved up? And, like, even his attitude is just, like, why would you even, like... It just seemed as if, even if they did get divorced, he wouldn't ask her for money. Like, he would just be fine, like, just leaving. No splitting of the assets or whatever. At least, you know, that's what he said back then. Now he's being Mr. Petty Boots. Yeah, so, and also, like, my questions for you is, um, in one of the confessionals, like, the interviewers asked Kenya, like, why did you not file for divorce, but you're doing child custody stuff? And she was just like, oh, yeah, because I feel like Brooklyn is, like, the, the important thing to, like, look after right now. So, like, my question is, like, do you think that she purposely waited to file the divorce papers just so that she could look like you know like the victim in this situation because i feel like that's what it's starting to feel like because i'm like girl you should have divorced him a while back like why are you waiting for him to like you know why did you wait for this to happen yeah i mean i'm no lawyer but i don't understand um the whole filing for custody like i didn't even know that was a thing that you could do if you were still married to somebody like yeah i didn't know either sole custody for your child um, instead of a divorce, that doesn't make sense to me. Who knows? But yeah. also the fact that 
even in Mark's divorce filings or whatever, he didn't say anything about custody for the baby. And I was like, wow, that's pretty low down. That's that's cold. Yeah, I mean, in, in a way, it's kind of nice for Kenya. But, like, it's also, like, Brooklyn is going to grow up to see this. And she's going to be like, well, damn. Like, yeah, and I also didn't understand the whole thing about, like, oh, he filed in New York, but he lives in Atlanta. So, technically, it doesn't have, like, any weight or something like that. I didn't understand. So it was just strange. And um, it made it seem as if Kenya was framing it like, oh, Mark's just being petty and he's filing for divorce in New York, even though it doesn't actually work because he doesn't live in New York. You know? Okay. Yeah. See, states, politics, or like processes and like law and courts, I, I, I let I don't even understand Canadian stuff. Like I'm really bad. <laughs> I I've I've taken law courses a few times and I haven't gotten the best grades at them. It's just not my forte. Um, but for the states, it just doesn't make sense on another level. It's like every state in the United States of America is acting like their own country. Yeah. I'm just like, I, how does this make sense? You guys are in the same country, so if a divorce is from one state that's not valid in another state, like what? <laughs> I know. It's, like, so confusing. I never understand it that, like, different states have actual different laws. And I'm like, how does that make sense? You're all America. Anyways. (laughs) Exactly. Do you think they're actually going to get divorced? I mean, right now, they are not divorced, but they're in, like, the process Um. Yeah, 1,000%. I think they're going to get divorced. I think, again, I pretty much I'm sure that this is a paid arrangement and I think that Kenya is going to really prolong this divorce situation for a while because it's a really great storyline we've seen many other housewives you know have a divorce storyline for a few years few seasons sorry and um, I think for her it's going to be a great way for her to continue to kind of look like a victim and have that, you know, I feel, I sound so terrible saying this kind of stuff, but we know it's true. Like, I mean, all reality television is like, you know, at a point, it's kind of, you know, like creatively molded. It's, it's, I mean, the story is scripted. The script is not, but, it's, I mean, but it's the storyline is scripted. Yeah. So I, I really do think that she'll get a divorce, but we'll probably have to wait like another season or two before we finally see this chapter close on her book yeah i don't know just because i feel like kenya she's just so desperate to make it work with mark even though he's a terrible person i feel like if he shows her like even an ounce of kindness she'll take it all the way and be like oh my god let's reconcile you know live together take take care of brooklyn together and be parents and da 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 and I don't know. I just... I mean, I honestly can't blame her because, you know, he had this kind of, like, vibe. He, he's suave, as Teresa would say. Suave. <laughs> that nose ring, for me, that nose piercing did it for me. Um, the aggression that he had. I feel like, I feel like, okay, when you look at someone really strong like Kenya, I feel like for her, it's probably like what she really like is weak for. And she likes that kind of, you know, like a dominated like personality. Like, 
I feel like we've, you know, we saw her in the seasons when they were together, whenever he'd call her Ken and <laughs> the way that he would like, just like control her. Like it was like, she was enjoying it. And so I do feel that she's, she'll always be weak for him. Yeah. But I mean that weird little like nasally squeaky voice with like the lisp. It's no. <laughs> I was like a twelve year old. It wasn't. Um, yeah, I get that. I've I've encountered people like that in my life before, and I mean, sometimes it works for certain people, and sometimes it doesn't. And I feel like for him, it kind of works. I don't know. Okay, it doesn't work for me. <laughs> One thing that I loved was when Cynthia was talking to her daughter and her mom. And having their conversation, whatever is fine. And then Noelle is just like, Mom, your feet are so ashy. <laughs> and the camera zooms in while Cynthia's trying to like cover both of her feet. I can't. Oh my god. And she she was just like, it's fine. The camera's already probably zoomed up, picked it up already. It's fine. And I love that from her because it's just like it's just, you know, she's just being hurt. And she I love is. it when we actually get to see some of these housewives just like full on forget that the cameras are even around and just be themselves. And it's like a very cute moment. Yeah, she's like, oh, they are, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I think that's about it for the episode. Um, I feel like now we're going to kind of hopefully get to see a storyline between Marlo, Portia, and Kenya. Um, yes. you know, we're going to see some relationships changing, some dynamics shifting, and I'm excited because it's 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 going to be a new like you know storyline a part of the season. Yeah, especially after that trip to New Orleans. Ooh, she goes down there too. Yeah, and it's like for me, like for this franchise, especially like, even though some of these ladies have been on for like so many seasons now, it's still very interesting to see whenever like a dynamic changes because we've seen a lot of dynamics go like up and down and all around throughout the show. But any any change or switch on the series like makes me so happy and excited. Exactly, it's like so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's take a break and come back with New Jersey. We're back with New Jersey. Uh, The ladies are still at Lake George enjoying their vacation. And, well, I wouldn't say that they're enjoying it necessarily because this whole episode is basically about Jackie. That, honestly, though, when you say it like that, that's actually very true. It's like... This storyline, we're on the third episode, and this storyline is still going hot and strong and fueled by a lot of emotions still. Yeah, and Teresa's just digging herself deeper into a hole because, you know, I understand Jackie saying G.S. North Coke in the bathroom. Wrong analogy to use, but the fact that Teresa just keeps on, like, digging in like no i'm not gonna apologize she's da, 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 whatever it's like teresa you look bad you look like the fool you're bobo the clown yeah i think when like everybody is telling you something and even your daughter is telling you something and you're still not being like able to see 
what like the the right side is then like you really do need to go to therapy or something because like you're stubborn on another level yeah exactly new jersey the producers the editors i want to fight with them because this goddamn cheating storyline that i was like Ooh, oh my god I'm that was and then it turned out to be a prank how dare they i thought that was such a cringy prank I, like, had to, like, fast forward some of those scenes because, like, I was just, like, what is the point of this? Like, right? like I, I just didn't understand the humor in it at all. And I was just, like, am I, like, not a funny person? Like, what's wrong with my sense of humor today? But it was just, like, so stupid because it's just, like, first of all, like, we just realized you guys just, this entire season so far has been about a cheating scandal. And now you guys are playing around and, like, making a joke out of it. Like, I don't know. Like, to me, it, it kind of just seemed like it was in poor taste. Yeah, exactly. Like, because because I do, like, think, like, you know, like, Jackie's probably going to watch this and she's going to be, like, while I'm dealing with an actual cheating scandal that just came about, like, now you guys are... I mean, the intentions weren't there to, like, make it, like, you know, make yeah, fun yeah, of yeah. her situation, but it, it kind of comes across that way, right? It's yeah. just, like, you guys are now, like, doing a prank. And then on top of that, it's, like, this is not even anything to prank about because it's, like, it's such a serious matter. So it's, like, why would you do it? And I agree with you. The editors really fooled us because in like the season preview, Trailer. I thought this was going to be an actual thing, but now it wasn't. So I'm just like, what the fuck? I know. I feel like that um, that Ja Rule tweet. I was hoodwinked, bamboozled. I too <laughs> was scammed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I mean, I think it's kind of sad though that joe gorga like believed it for a second just because it came from Teresa, his sister like i understand she's your sister but she's also a liar (laughs) a pathological liar yeah and she hates melissa so yeah (laughs) yeah i thought it was just stupid it was dumb it was gross um (laughs) should we talk about um this new character who's on the show who <gasps> oh, remains Michelle. in flashbacks though. Yes. Michelle, the realtor. Michelle, the realtor. Oh, wow. Yeah. So apparently Michelle, the realtor, her husband did a little job for Mr. George Gorga and Joe didn't pay him. And it's yeah. in the tens of thousands. <laughs> <laughs> I, they showed that little clip of that um, that event that he helped with, and I was like, yes. "That that resulted in ten thousand dollars." I know more. a little. I would MC. love to hear more about what this man did for this event yeah. or whatnot. Motivational but, uh, speaker. Yeah, but first of all, it's interesting that like we're not like it's like this character like they wanted to make her a friend, but then at the same time like they didn't want to make her a friend of the show. So it's like we're seeing her in like different ways, like a flashback and then a phone call and stuff, and then now like through a story, but we're not really like getting to know her. So it's it's a very interesting concept. Um, and then so we hear about, you know, Jennifer telling Dolores that um this is something that happened that Joe Gorg apparently owes the money. Um, and it's a little wild, it's crazy because it's like yikes. Exactly. And you know, Jennifer brings up that. A couple months ago, Joe had talked about this kitchen remodel on his Instagram. And, like, the owner of the house was like, bitch, you did not do this. And Jennifer was like, if you're willing to lie about a kitchen renovation, how far are you willing to go? 
you know what's the funniest thing though it's like for jennifer it's like joe gorga is such an interesting like target because it's like on one hand he's the husband of the girl that you dislike on this you know uh cast uh melissa and then but then on another hand like he's the brother of one of your really good so it's just like really hard so i'm just like jennifer like i don't know if this is like the right thing to say but that being said i love that she's bringing it on and i have to say also jennifer is kind of my favorite this season like yes she's shaping which up is weird yeah she was like the voice of reason even with that whole cheating prank she was like bitch what the fuck guys we just she's- had an allegation you're really doing this prank now it's kind of like the Dorit effect. Like, I really didn't like her for, like, the first yes. two seasons that Jennifer was on. But now I'm just like, you know what? Like, I'm liking her. Like, she she has a good vibe. I like her husband's vibe now, too. I mean, I always liked uh, Bill's vibe. I always loved him. Uh, but, like, I don't know. Like, I like him even more now. And um, it's just, like, it's crazy. But I'm also, like, her relationship with Dolores, too. Because I feel like they get along and they're, like, really great friends. Also, Dolores looked so good in this episode. Every single she scene, did. Dolores was stunning. She is. She looked delicious. Scumptily she was wearing this, this tie-dye two-piece. And I was like, <laughs> I want that. I know. I was like, wow. Work, Dolores. And speaking of the husbands, though. The husbands, they get their scene again. I love this. Um, They're doing a little poker night at Joe Gorga's house. And, you know, they start talking about Evan and, like, the cheating and stuff like that. And Mr. Joe Beningio, or whatever his name is, (laughs) Margaret's husband, was like, yeah, I mean, I've heard those rumors. And I was like, ooh, yikes. I was like, he's going to get his ass beat by Margaret um, the minute Margaret hears about this or sees this episode. Because Margaret is a really great friend to Jackie. Yeah. And if Jackie, it kind of alluded to the fact that, like, you know, um, they've been talking about this at home. Exactly. You know, without yeah, yeah. Jackie there. And so it was a toughie. It was a toughie, man. I was just like, yikes. But I did, I really appreciated how, um, what's his name? Frank. Uh, Frank Sr. He was just like, you know, I've gone out with him a lot of times and, Every time I've gone out with him, he's not looking at anyone else and he doesn't seem like he's a cheater. So I don't think that's true. Yeah, I love Frank Catania. He's the best. There's that one yeah. tweet that goes around. And it's just like name two men um, that you would feel safe with if you were like left alone. I would pick Joe Gorga and Frank Catania. Joe Gorga? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's an interesting choice. I would feel safe with those two. Those two tag teaming, they're so good. I would feel safe with uh, Frank Sr. and Frank Jr. <laughs> I would like to be <laughs> stuck with those two. <laughs> that's true. Father that's, and son. <laughs> that's a better pairing. That's so much more better. <laughs> but even just like, I feel like uh, even Dolores and Frank Sr., like those two seem like they're like, if somebody does like any of their loved ones wrong, Dolores seems like she would, like want to like punch somebody in the face yeah she, like she would hit them and um i love that have you have you heard about like that uh like i don't know if this is like true or whatnot but apparently dolores was supposed to be casted on an earlier season of new jersey real houses of new jersey with them and apparently she was supposed to be like the villain <gasps> really so like in the earlier seasons yeah. of new jersey 
I did. Yeah, like apparently. I did hear that she was supposed to be on earlier seasons of New Jersey, but she always just like said no. She didn't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, she ended up declining just because it didn't work out for her back then. Because I guess like she was, I guess her kids were like still in high school or whatnot. And she wanted to focus on them or whatever her life was going through. But um, yeah, it's it's wild to think about because I'm just like, thank God they didn't cast her back then. Because I, I, I wouldn't want to see her as a villain. I know, but who do you think she would have like fought with? Would she fight with Caroline or Danielle Staub? I'm not too sure because it's like we know that she has really a, a good history with like um, that family, um, yeah. Caroline's family, the Manzos and all of them. Um, and I know that she she's known Teresa and Joe for like years as well. So I'm not too sure where that villain effect would come into place. Maybe they would have made her out to like be like versus her versus um Caroline and Teresa and all of them like as a group I don't know wow that would have been explosive because I feel like Jersey because they introduced us to the whole family dynamic early on there's just like a lot of like underlying secrets yeah um, that like we never know about that always you know come up on the show but in terms of like random fights so that would have been really explosive. Yeah, I feel like we don't really like get to like hear those kind of family things anymore. But that being said, I'm kind of happy we've moved on to like different things because I, I do feel like the early seasons of Jersey were a complete different show yeah. compared to what it is now. I feel like now it's kind of more like Housewives, but back in the day, it kind of felt more like The Sopranos. Um, like, yeah, something like that, it's which house- was fantastic though. But <laughs> yeah, but it, it's great to see a show go in like different directions and have different layers. Yeah, because it's like on its like what eleventh season now, and we're not bored of it at all. Exactly, and I feel like the family storyline gets tiring because they can't actually fight uh, because they're just like, "Don't you talk about my family? Yeah, don't talk about the kids. Don't talk about my sister. Yeah, and it's like exactly. Come on, we need something more. Exactly. Um, we also saw the dinner where Teresa exploded. Um, yes. you know, they all were trying to, again, you know, get her to see Jackie's point of view. Um, my favorite line was when she was just like, don't make me blow a casket. And and as heated as the moment was, everyone started laughing. And they were just like, it's, it's not, that's not the saying. It's a gasket. Yeah. Casket. I mean, oh, Teresa has amazing. had so many like vocabulary mistakes and just pronunciation so many. my favorite is cumin oh my god yes <laughs> ingredients this is she is just wild i'm Funny. just like you would have thought by now she would have like taken an english class to like better her like vocabulary but you know what this works it's hilarious it's so funny uh i think that was it for new jersey yeah, I think that was pretty much it. I think next week we're finally going to get to see like um, Jennifer telling Melissa some stuff yeah. about what the realtor has mentioned. I also wonder if what um, Teresa's going to do now, because this realtor that's selling her house at the moment, who's going to get a big fat commission from Teresa, is also spreading you know, bad things about her brother. So um, I feel like we have another fight 
between Teresa and Joe coming soon if yep. she doesn't choose a different realtor. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Okay, let's take a break and come back with Summer House. Okay, we're back with Summer House. This episode really started off sad. I felt so bad yeah. for Carl. His brother passed from some addiction issues. And, yes. you know, that's pretty rough considering he's just in this house and he, you know, he can't leave, but he, he does. And to be with his family. Yeah. And it's just really sad. I felt really bad for him. Yeah, I, I, to be quite honest, I didn't even know he had a brother until this season. Uh, but I'm assuming that the reason why he never talked about his brother in the past is because he never wanted to expose stuff about his brother on TV out of respect, probably. Yeah. Uh, which is a nice thing to do. And I can see his perspective in that. Uh, but yeah, so unfortunate, so sad. Uh, my condolences go out to you, Carl, if you're listening to our podcast. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> um yeah, it's, I mean, it's good that he got to, like, leave and go home, because I think that that's what he, like, really needed to do, and yeah, I exactly. hope that, like, him and his family can just recover from this, and just know that his brother's in a better place now, hopefully. Exactly, and I really have to give it to Carl, because, you know, he did say in the past, if I was still the way that I am, I probably would have gotten blacked out by now, but, you know, I have to be yeah. strong for my family, and, you know, know that being blacked out is not the solution. And I was just like, good for you, Carl. Like, good for you for taking care of yourself. Yeah, he took a very an immature approach. And I'm very proud of his, uh, you know, how much he's changed throughout the show. Yeah. And um, talking about maturity, there's a real lack of it in Hannah. Because... Oh, my God. This yeah. girl is bonkers yeah she she be fighting with what's her face amanda um about this whole like kyle situation again and H hannah she's just so unlikable she literally was just like what did i do wrong tell me even though amanda literally was like you bash my relationship every chance you get and that's not fair <laughs> yeah it's um it's it's like she's so delusional because she doesn't see her part in this fight like you have to really take a step back and i think for any mature person and i feel like over time like i've realized this too right it's like in every situation it takes two to tango exactly you know whatever something bad goes happen happens in like a friendship or a relationship or whatever it may be whatever type of relationship it is you have to really think about like okay so something bad has happened um a really dramatic event has happened there are probably two sides to this and it's not just the other person who you know has issue because why are they lashing out why are they mad at me yeah and it's probably a part that you played within yourself so it's like this girl really has no maturity and can't like wrap her 
head around the fact that she's also made a mistake. It's like, why do you think this girl threw a glass at you? Because you were talking about her relationship, which is something that you don't need to be doing every single chance that you get because this is an actual friend who has been protecting you. Like when they flash back to, um, I think like last season or two seasons ago when um, Kyle um, yelled at Hannah and Paige and Amanda stood up for them. She was just like, Kyle, you're wrong. You cannot do that to these girls. Like, you can't just lash out at these people. And it's kind of like Hannah's taking a lot of her frustrations out on Amanda from her, like, her emotions that she has for Kyle, which she, like, doesn't clearly doesn't like Kyle. Exactly. And, like, the fact that Hannah's just so stubborn and she's just, like... I mean, I don't even like you and like you disinvited me to your wedding or whatever. It's like Hannah's just so hard to watch. It's so uncomfortable. I'm just like cringing every single time. She's just like, well, then let's not be friends. And I'm like, whoa, that's extreme. Considering Amanda's trying to like solve this tension or whatever. Yeah, it's a little, and the thing is, like, had Hannah not brought up their relationship in that fight, Amanda probably would have, like, stood up for Hannah and been like, uh, Kyle, like, please don't, like, yell at her like that. Like, that's not a nice way to communicate. Like, let's all sit down together and talk about this properly in, like, a calm manner. Like, say what you want about Amanda. And I know that like at the beginning of this season, I was just like, uh, I don't like her and Kyle, but like Amanda has matured a lot throughout this show. Right. She's gone from being somebody who was just always quiet and just kind of let Kyle walk over her, which like Hannah's mentioned, like that was an issue in the past, Mm -hmm. but that's not an issue anymore. So it's like, you need to like really also Hannah, you need to mature up. Exactly. What did um what did you think of the scene where Kyle is talking to Sierra and Kyle is just like Sierra like you shouldn't be friends with her because she is like a snake or she'll manipulate you like what did you think of that entire situation and Sierra was just like not having it <laughs> I feel like this is like this reflects badly on me but I I, in that situation, I probably would have been the Kyle. I would have been telling some other girl, like, this bitch is a snake. Like, you should not hang out with her. And, like, I can yeah. understand, like, Sierra's point of view saying, like, you know, I don't know Hannah. She's with a clean state slate with me. Yeah. But at the same time, if somebody's warning you and, like, you, you're in this house and you've seen her behavior with Luke and all of this stuff, it's like, don't you have some sort of reservation yeah, I, I agree with you. I probably would be the Kyle as well in that situation. And I'd probably go up to her and be like, yeah, this friend that you're making, not. I'm just giving you a little bit of a warning. I do see why Sierra kind of like took offense to it because she's just like, I'm new to this house. Like, you know, like uh, everyone is on like a clean slate for me. But that being said, like I felt that Sierra was being a little too naive in that part. Right. Because um, I'm just like, so you're going to trust this girl who has had so many beefs with this guy that you kind of were trying to date. And at the same time, like he's yelled at her so much and embarrassed her, but now she's back to being friends with him. And all throughout this time, she's been saying bad stuff about him to you, but now she's gone to being back friends with him. So now you're mad at Luke but she's back to being 
buddies with him so that is like itself like i think if kyle had framed it kind of like that like sat sierra down and been like sierra like i just i know like um like your friends with her and you're getting to know her but i hope that this situation and the situation that you were in kind of shows you that this is not a person to be friends with and i'm just saying this because i want you to you know have your alert on because don't trust this hoe yeah because her judgment is whack yeah and also can we just talk about how her fiance which was just released in the news looks like an older version of kyle he does and it's it's weird you know what that's that's honestly the karma that she deserves because now she's gonna see her comment pages flooded with this and then it's gonna ruin her (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna ruin her uh you know vision (laughs) every time she looks at her man now it's what she deserves yeah um can we also talk about how like luke in his infinite positivity i suppose towards um sierra and this relationship and he was just like you know what do you feel about this relationship like going further and she was just like um i think we should just be friends and i was just like yes fucking humble him he doesn't deserve you yeah um well the entire time like he's trying to get her um like in my mind the only thing that's going is this man just wants sex and we know that that's the truth you know the camera showed um his trojan pack in his room um and it just seems like he's probably just like we can't go out and about and meet other people if we're going to be in this quarantined house i need to be fucking somebody um and sierra and i have past history and i need to do whatever i can to be nice to her again because i need action and to be quite honest that's that's literally i think that's the only thing going in his brain and every time like he would come up and like he was trying to like get sierra back and be nice to her i was like what a pig like this man only wants to have sex constant sex available to him and that's the reason why and the funniest thing was the flowers (laughs) (laughs) that sad little bouquet of flowers it was weird that he got, like, Lindsay flowers, too. Like, I know that it was her birthday, yeah. but I was like, I didn't know that they were, like, this close that, like, he would, like, order her flowers. I know, right? Also, we see that Paige is kind of on, more on Amanda's side. She is, and I'm like, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Like, this is the only rational thing, rational side to be on. I do think that, like, Paige, she's doing a good job at, like, being in the middle for both of these people, for uh, both Hannah and Amanda. But I think Paige does need to, like, really, like, tell Hannah, like, off. Like, she needs to, like, drill it into her brain. Like, no, like, you're on the wrong side of things right now. You need to really get your shit together. You don't understand what's happening right now. Like, and... Like, you you both deserve apologies from each other. But if you sit there and say, like, I'm not going to apologize for what I did, then you're not going to get an apology, you know? Exactly. And you're going to lose a friendship. And that's kind of sad to, like, lose a friendship over something so small that you could have just apologized for. And the funniest thing was when she was, like, when they were having their little kerfuffle, um, she was just like, yeah, I don't want this toxic friendship anymore. And I was like, it's always so funny when, like, the toxic friend says that to, like, the normal friend. Like, oh, yeah, like, no, honey, you're the toxic one, a part of this relationship. 
That was hilarious. Um, okay, now we have to talk about Lindsay. Oh my god. Deep sigh. I mean Oh goodness. What did you what did you think of uh her man's uh, spread that he put together, the dinner that he put together. Did you think it was sad? Did you think it was cute? I mean, it was sad. It is one yeah. sad. And I feel like there's two sides to this thing where it's like Lindsay's wrong in the sense where it's like she was constantly like telling Danielle, I want a man to know what I want. I want him to anticipate what I want. And I'm like, hold up. That is so toxic because you can't possibly assume that the guy you're with will always know what you want without communicating Mm -hmm. and you know if you constantly assume he's gonna do this this and this or whatever without telling him like this is what i need to be happy in a relationship or whatever that's just gonna lead to resentment and it's just gonna build up and you're gonna explode like you did tonight Yeah, um, well, I think the main reason she did blow up as well is because I think that she was expecting a ring that night. I think she was expecting a proposal, but it's like, first of all, you two have only been together for like, what, a full year? And I do know that when people are older, like around in their 30s, like stuff does progress at a much faster rate because like, you know, you're both adults, you're both living together and whatnot. Um, But it's still just like, you can't have those sort of like, crazy expectations like you have to just let stuff go on its own time but also it's just like Lindsay, like you're never gonna meet a perfect person you know you have to be okay with people who love you for who you are and that at the end of the day that should be more than enough you know and although his little dinner and spread was kind of sad it was also just like first of all like maybe his taste level just isn't like you know like as fancy as Lindsay's and that's completely okay you know everyone has different like you know levels of aesthetic or what they know and this man is just a straight man who's just you know doing the best that he can um and then on top of that also it's like it should be the thought that counts not like what he actually put together like the fact that he like um got the dinner from their first uh the place where they he first asked her to be his girlfriend mm-hmm. um the fact that it was like a cute little spread he got flowers he even got that like picture made that he didn't get to give her it was all very cute and for the best that he could have possibly done in a covid situation and it all came from him directly like i felt that if he had gotten someone else to like help him like plan all the stuff like how the arrangement would look and everything it wouldn't be authentic because it wouldn't be coming from him it'd be coming from someone else that's true but then danielle also made a great point where she was like you've been with Lindsay for a year and you know what she likes and you work in hospitality (laughs) and this is what you come up with but the hospitality part i was just like i didn't i didn't know what his career was in so i was just like yeah maybe he could have gone on pinterest maybe a little bit but that being said i still am on my point where i'm just like it should be the thought that counts not like the effort right and i mean Lindsay, she was just a sourpuss the whole time like when she saw the dinner she was just like oh and like when she was eating she was like thank you this is very nice and then he was just like you seem very disappointed. Like it doesn't seem like this is what you wanted or whatever. And like, I felt bad for him because yeah, she seemed so disengaged. Like this is lame or whatever. Yeah. And then she had to like spin it and she's just like, Oh, so it's my fault. And I'm like, 
whoa, 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 like chill out, girl. He's just pointing out the fact that you're not enjoying yourself. Yeah, and Kyle said it best. You know, he was just like, I've seen this girl go through many like relationships that she sabotaged herself. And he was like telling Steven, I think that's his name, right? Um, He was just like, you know, like you're on the right here. Like it's not, none of this is your fault. Exactly. And (sighs) Lindsay... She really has she needs issues. To, she needs to just learn that, like, you know, she can't be too picky and she can't be too, like, anal about, like, every single detail because it's, like, I think when you start to act that way, especially in a relationship, then you start to lose out on moments that are precious and sentimental because it's, like, you know, someone put in a lot of energy and effort for this um, to make a, a special moment for you. And if you're going to be picky and, you know, start... Um, analyzing and judging every single little detail a part of that dinner or whatnot or what's happening or whatever it is then you're gonna like you know like not be happy and you're gonna sabotage yourself and it's what she's done and it's just it's sad to see and but that being said I was on Steven's side when he left the house I was just like good for him like that's what she deserves same I was totally on his side and Lindsay also said something that was so like wackadoodle she was just like I don't want a man I don't want to have to like train a man or whatever to you know do the things that I want or like be the man that I want and I was just like okay hold up I can understand that but then when you started dating this man Stefan and you realized oh I have to train him shouldn't that have been your first red flag and been like maybe this is not the relationship for me yeah that's that's true but it's also like Lindsay like I don't think you should live your life thinking that you have to mold every man to be a certain way to be perfect for you. Like you, you, that's not, you need to get like some extra additional therapy to learn to love people for just who they are rather than creating the dream man for yourself. You know, every single time you date somebody, like that's not how it should work. You know, you should be, you should be in a position where you're happy with whatever kind of love that you get. Exactly. I mean, relationships are about compromise sometimes yeah because you're never going to meet the perfect man you're exactly. i mean you maybe will one day but it's going to be hard and then by that point you'll be so overcritical of everything that even in that perfect man you're going to find some fault and you're going to be like no like he didn't do this for me and it's just going to be an ongoing thing and it's like sis you're never going to find a perfect partner then exactly she's just i just i don't know what to say she, about her she's just ugh. yeah she, she's she's she has anger levels on another level as well. Yeah. And it's funny because like, I, I did think like throughout the season, she's become so much better than she, what she was at one point, right. but it's still like, sometimes like these, these moments come out where she like lashes out. And yeah, I feel like for Lindsay, the perfect thing would be if she dated like a sugar daddy. Right. And only saw this person like once a month, um, you know, a really amazing date once a month and then she goes back to just living her independent life because i also think that she's somebody who just like likes to be independent no but like her love language is quality time and stefan never spent quality time with her or whatever so i think she just needs a dog that's also a fair point i mean but like they did spend quality time what quarantine together is quality time i mean i don't know like if maybe like there he was like working the entire time when they quarantined together before the show uh was shot but it's like what more do you want exactly i'm just like uh 
I think that's it for Summer House. I mean, next week we see the aftermath. Lindsay realizes Stefan left the house. Is she mad? Yeah. I love how quick he left. He was just like, him. no. I'm leaving while she's having her temper tantrum so she doesn't notice. And deuces. Bye, bitch. Uh, are you watching Below Deck Sailing Yacht? Um, No, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm going to – I might start it. You Is should. it good? I watched the first episode, and first episode was pretty pretty good. A lot of personality. Like a whole new crew, except for, like, the captain. I didn't watch the first season because – when I watched the first episode, I was like, this looks crunchy as hell. And so yeah. apparently it was. Um, but then this new crew, very interesting characters, a lot of big personalities. And from the pre, there's a lot of drama. The chef's also like on it. He's been on a season before. No, he was on Mediterranean. No, this whole new crew. Really? Yeah, the, even the chef. Oh, from season. Oh, I thought. From season one, that was the same chef from, like, Mediterranean. Oh, okay, okay. Because I saw, like, on Hey You, like, the cast photo. Like, it came up, and I was like, oh, I do know one of the guys. But, yeah, I never considered Sailing Deck because I was just, like, I wasn't sure if, like, this was, like, Sailing Deck was, like, Sailing. maybe, like, the version they made beforehand or what. So I was just, like, I, I don't know about this. But I, I saw that the first episode came out for this new season, so maybe I'll watch. Yes. I just find – I also finally watched uh, the final episode for – uh, below the regular below deck where like yeah. they all have to go home and i was all right i know i was like I hate, I hate francesca i hate francesca i'm just gonna say it i don't like francesca um sue me um <laughs> what okay i didn't love francesca but i hated elizabeth so much that i was like team francesca i didn't really care for either of them um to be quite honest but like I don't know. I, I think that, like, Francesca just, like, overall just, like, didn't handle the situation great. Okay, whatever. I think that she should have, I think that she should have fired Fran, uh, thing the, the girl earlier. Like, she should have just, like, at the beginning when she was just, like, feeling like she wasn't doing a good job, instead of demoting her or whatever, she should have just been like, okay, leave. Like, I'm not dealing with you. You're really bad at your job. Like, on to the next one. And I think things would have been so much better. Yeah, but she couldn't because they couldn't get another freaking stewardess. I guess that's true. I guess I'm just I'm just very partial to Hannah and um, Kate. That I just any other Chiefs do for me. It's it's hard for me to like. Okay, fine. Well, alrighty, that was it for this episode. We will be back next week with more Bravo. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to cover Blow Deck Sailing Yacht. Yes, we will. Um, and remember to follow us on social media. So at Instagram, um, we are at the Low Budget Bitches. On Twitter, we are the Low Budget B. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Turn on notifications so that you know whenever we get our uh, new episodes out. And yeah, we'll see you all next week. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. <laughs>